Hello, fellow rivals, and welcome to another episode of Game Rivals. I am your host, Maximilian X, coming to you from the interwebs, as usual. Um, this is going to be a relatively shorter episode than usual. Uh, please forgive me for that. There was a lot of things that I could find that was really super duper interesting. Uh, plus, as you may hear, uh, I'm not feeling that great again. Uh, my voice is a little bit off, so please uh, forgive me for that one. But I did want to bring you some of the more interesting news that has been going around for the past couple of weeks uh, and even up until this last minute so even so a little bit a little bit of a, a breaking news in there as well so without further ado i'm just going to go into the news and we're going to get into it uh starting with um well this one broke over the weekend microsoft finally did it and no i'm not talking about the activision blizzard stuff we'll get into that but what I mean is, for the better half of a decade now, um, maybe, maybe, well, maybe not as much as a decade, but, um, but for a really long time now, Microsoft has always said that they were working with Square Enix to get Final Fantasy XIV on Xbox systems. Now, you can play it on a Microsoft platform, which is PC but you can't play it on Microsoft consoles. You can only play it on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 in terms of consoles. You can play it on your PC, you can play it on Mac. But that is about to change as when they announced that they're doing a new expansion called Daybird, they, uh, damn it, I need, to, uh, I need to look it up real quickly. Dawn Trail? Yeah, that's new. Sorry, I had to look it up. Dawn Trail is coming out. Um, they had this big fan fest uh, this past weekend where they showed off the trailer for Dawn Trail. They showed off a collaboration that they're doing with Fall Guys, of all things. Yes, there's going to be a Fall Guy collaboration with Final Fantasy XIV where uh, Final Fantasy XIV skins will be in Fall Guys. And... You can play Fall Guys in Final Fantasy XIV. They showed screenshots of this, and it looks exactly like I said. It, you're playing with your character in Final Fantasy XIV, but you're playing uh, Fall Guys race, which, like, with the UI and everything, it looks as ridiculous as you would think. But that that even those two were, like... Like the, the the expansion is a big, 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 right? That's big. It's next expansion. Everybody's excited. You know, everybody loves Final Fantasy XIV. I've dabbled in it now and then. And honestly, if it wasn't for like the monthly subscription, I'd probably actually play it more often than not. Um, they've streamlined a lot of the gaming process, a lot of the leveling process and stuff like that. And it's really cool. But uh, the monthly thing is, a little a little much for me especially if i'm if i'm not going to be playing it every day you know what i'm saying but this new that they're finally finally coming to xbox is a big deal they had phil spencer on they did a whole thing uh with yoshi p and the and the president of square enix as well that they got on and basically yeah, it is uh, thanks to the largely Phil Spencer and his team that it is possible. 
They've been working with Square Enix side by side for a very long time to make uh, to make it come out on Xbox Series S and X. That's what it's coming to. No, no Xbox One version, obviously. Um, it's going to support 4K on Xbox Series X. Not S, X. Um, and uh, yeah, there is going to be an open beta uh, this spring. Uh, sorry, coming spring, so 2024. And the game is supposed to come out in full in 2024 on Xbox. So exciting times for uh, New Warriors of Light that have been wanting to play it on Xbox. Now you can. Do take into account that if you're going to do that, you do have to buy it again for the Xbox. Just like if you want to play on PC, despite the fact that it is cross-play, and cross-progression, you still have to buy the individual versions. So if you want to play on PC and play on PlayStation, for example, you have to buy both versions. Eh. And not just that, I think you actually have to buy the expansions too. I'm not 100% sure. I'd have to double-check. It's been a while since I've checked. But yeah. Like, each individual platform has its each individual, like, tiers and stuff like that. So, obviously, when it comes out this spring, it will also include the latest expansion, Dawn Trail. So, yes, that is very cool indeed. Very, That's a cool W for Microsoft, quite honestly. They have been very busy behind the scenes, um, including this, of course. But not just that. Um, after their massive win in court uh, three weeks ago, um, they, of course, had to quickly make some new arrangements because their deadline for the sale was June, July 18th, and July 18th have gone and gone. They have settled a new date uh, for with uh, Activision so they didn't have to pay the $3 billion. Um, it's been moved to October 18th. However, if they still can't hash out the deal by October 18th, and specifically when we talk about hashing out a deal, Microsoft still needs to deal with the CMA in the UK. So once that is settled and they've figured that out, they can finally dot T's, uh, dot I's and cross T's with Activision, and then the sale will be complete, assuming if they make it to the October 18th deadline. I'm assuming they'll, they will. There's nothing that I feel like would now keep them from doing it because the only ones that are resisting right now is the CMA in the UK. And I feel like the pressure is more on them now because every other governing body in every part of the country has said okay, right? So it's up to them now. It's up to them to hash it out with Microsoft once that's done. Microsoft can finish it off with Activision Blizzard. And if they don't make it by October 18th, that is also a possibility. Uh, instead of paying uh, Activision Blizzard $3 billion for, breaking, for breaching their contract, it's $4 billion. That was the new terms. That's, uh, damn. Okay. <laughs> That's nutty. That is absolutely flipping nutty. Um, well, I guess we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'll just leave that for that because we've talked about Activision Blizzard for many, many a times. If you want to listen to what 
what my opinion was on that, how I felt about that, you can look that up. It's very easy to look it up. Don't worry about that. I will say this. If it does go through, this means that by at least by the latest, by October, by October 17th, um, you could probably start seeing stuff popping up on Xbox Game Pass. Um, of course, they've already said that all the games, Call of Duty and whatnot, will be um, coming to all platforms. They haven't announced the new Call of Duty yet, which I think they have done on purpose because this deal is not done. Because usually by this time, we already know what new Call of Duty is coming out, what's going to be in it, what they're going to do, what things you can expect. It's almost, it's basically August at this point. If you're listening to this, it is August. We still don't know hide nor hair of that game. So, except for the rumors, of course. There are rumors going around that um, it's going to be Modern Warfare 3, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, And, yeah, I guess we'll see for the rest what's going to be in, of course, War. uh, Warzone 3.0, I think. Yeah, Warzone 3.0. Not a lot of details about that, but you can kind of tell that they don't really have anything left. Because they're making weird collaborations. Like the latest collaboration is Nicki Minaj and Call of Duty. Why? I mean, people were upset about the Homelander thing. because, But at the, least, at the very least, Homelander I get. Nicki Minaj? I mean, I guess they're trying to go after the Fortnite like crowd you know like with the collaboration like the latest fortnite collaboration is futurama since futurama is back on the air which is cool i love futurama watch the first episode of the new season it was okay (laughs) i'm not gonna say it was great or bad or it wasn't bad but it felt a little bit forced, which is kind of unfortunate because the show ended on a very beautiful note, and they literally pick up from pick up from where they left off because it was kind of like an open ending. If they ever wanted to go back, they could, and they did. So yeah, um, so yeah, Futurama collab in Fortnite. If you want to play as Finn or Leela or Bender? You can bite his shiny metal ass and get him. Um, so, crazy collaborations aside, um, and all things uh, positive, let's go to some things that are very confusing and a little bit sad. So, Ubisoft apparently, allegedly, was working on a sequel to Immortals Phoenix Rising, um, the team that made the original game, uh, Ubisoft Quebec was in early development allegedly, and somewhere this month, they got the the the, the word to cease development on it, citing that difficulties in marketing the IP or something like that, um, which is kind of unfortunate because I feel like they didn't even give it a chance, and they're canceling it. 
in favor of Assassin's Creed. Now we already I already talked about the fact that they were going to be focusing more on Assassin's Creed. Um, and this cancellation comes among that, where they're focusing on more lucrative IPs, which of course has to be Assassin's Creed. One part I'm assuming is gonna be Prince of Persia, since they are doing that new Prince of Persia game. And I'm assuming that the remake of Sands of Time is still being developed, even though we haven't heard hide nor hair since they rebooted the whole the whole uh, project. So who knows at this point? Who flipping knows? The only thing we do know is that they're focused on gosh darn Assassin's Creed, which oh boy, um, they're making it so easy for them to just be bought out, isn't it? But outside of that, they also there also is some positive reporting coming out. So apparently, um, Assassin's Creed Mirage is going to be about I think twenty to twenty five hours of like playing through the game for the first time. Um, I don't think that's the, the 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 hours to complete the game, but to beat the game, which is saying a lot since Valhalla. Um, uh, was unnecessarily huge, and people did not like that about Valhalla. So at least it seems like they learned their lesson on that. Um, so I guess only time, I guess only time will tell if it's true, if it's factual, and more importantly, if the game is good. Because the game can be twenty hours; it can be shorter than Valhalla. But if it's as tedious as Valhalla, even with the twenty hours, the only good thing you could say was, well, at least it was shorter than Valhalla, but it would still have the same gameplay, and it was still as annoying slash boring slash irritating as Valhalla. And I know Valhalla has its fans. I'm not knocking the game because I can't because I never played it. I am just doing this based off people's like opinion that is out there for this specific game. It has its fans. It has very loud detractors as well. So, and also the reviews kind of reflected that it was a really long game. Um, but yeah, it is up to you to figure out if that is the, the, the type of game that you wanted or not, right? It's all on you. I can't make those decisions for you. Ubisoft can't make those decisions for you, but they can take your feedback on it for dang sure. And it seems like they at least listen to the feedback, which is good. Um, you know what's also good? Uh you don't lose your games if you haven't uh if your account gets blocked so or disabled i don't kind of complicated so like a couple of weeks ago a bunch of people were getting emails from ubisoft saying that if they didn't log back into their account their ubisoft account um within the next 30 days and claim that they want to keep their account alive uh, they were going to delete their account permanently and all game sales tied to it because they were keeping in like compliance with GDPR rules, which states that if that account has been inactive for a certain amount of years, I think it's four or five, um, you're not allowed to gather data essentially on that account and I can, and all those and all that information needs to be destroyed by the company that is holding the data so in this case the four years would be that case and uh in accordance in, 
in, in accordance to the GDPR, they would delete the account. And apparently also all games that were tied to that account, people got up in arms about it. They spread it on Twitter and uh, even Ubisoft's own service uh, Twitter account replied to it saying like, hey, you're fine. If you log into your account using that link that was emailed to you, don't worry about it. It's not spam. This is legit. So later, um, it was clarified and updated um, that the the game accounts which have game purchases or subscriptions attached to it are separate uh, are are separate deletions for inactivity. So they don't have to worry about the games or subscriptions that they had on that that gets deleted. It's the account that gets deleted, and then the games are separate. So you're still able to recover the games should need be. I don't know why they did it the way they did the first time, because that made no sense. Um, but at least now you could rest assured that if uh, your account is up for deletion, uh, you can still save it. You don't have to worry about that. Plus, you always get a warning 30 days in advance, and you can click the link to reactivate your account. And this is only for accounts that have been inactive for four years. So depending on what kind of gamer you are, if you have a Ubisoft account that has games attached to it, if you haven't logged in in almost four years, I would recommend doing so. <laughs> to at least make sure that you don't get that stupid, annoying email. Um, and if you are an avid Ubisoft fan and you play Ubisoft games every day, you shouldn't have to worry about this at all. This is just for people that have been inactive on their Ubisoft account for almost four years now so there was a lot of hoopla online on this one because people were getting worried and getting angry because you know i get it right you've invested your hard-earned money on your games on this digital storefront and now just because you haven't bothered to log in in four years you were there was a chance of you losing it forever. Let's say you even don't even have access to the email account that's attached to that, and you didn't get that mail, and then you're like kind of screwed, right? So at least they have walked it back, allegedly. Maybe it wasn't never the case that it was going to be deleted, but at the very least, because of this, people were made of where a lot more than if they just sent out the email and it said that you will not lose your game uh your game purchases and subscriptions that are tied to that account that's good <laughs> so that's great um that is great that's good uh one thing that i don't know if it is gonna be as good is techland the original developers of dead island um, the makers of uh, Dead by Daylight. No, not Dead by Daylight. Damn it. Dying Light. I always get those two. Dying Light and Dying Light 2. <laughs> Sorry. Um, they have been bought by Tencent. Tencent already had uh, like some shares in Techland, but now they've bought more shares and now control have a controlling majority. Um, the plus side of this purchase by uh, uh, by Tencent is that 
Techland does get to own their IPs and they still get to operate autonomously. The only difference is they do answer to a new boss, essentially. So they're still technically working as an independent developer, but they are owned by Tencent. Whatever that's worth for you. Um, it could be good. I mean, heck, this means that if they need funding, they can get the funding a lot easier than if they were just independent and they had to shop around to develop, to publishers um, what they wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? So on one hand, it's great news for Techland. On the other hand, we don't know what the future holds for them if uh, their parent their parent company now decides to say, hey, you make this game or you're all fired. Who's to say that they won't do that? I don't know. I don't know if they would. That's an extreme example, by the way. This is an extreme example. But you can see that they can still change the rules. I think, I don't, unless they sign specifically a deal that they would work independently and that they would never, like, surprise gotcha or maybe there's a loophole that says they can do a surprise gotcha i don't know i assume that techland wouldn't do this deal unless they were guaranteed their autonomy um under any circumstances so kudos to them here's hoping that they don't get um what's the word i'm looking for that this deal doesn't bite them in the butt in the end for now, though, it seems like a very good deal for them. They get to keep their IPs, which is very important for a company. They get to develop their games as is, and they don't have to worry about uh, interference from the parent company, which is also good. So, you know, you get the good with the, good with the good, maybe, hopefully. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see. Um, what's also interesting going to be going blah, 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 blah. there. I am like literally just talking over my words right now. What is also interesting going to be seen is how, um, is how the developer frictional games is, uh, going to cut back on horror. Now, if you don't know frictional games, they're the ones that developed the, the amnesia series, amnesia, the dark descent, uh the latest one amnesia the bunker uh amnesia of pigs and machines um those games are fantastic horror games uh i've played amnesia the dark descent back in the day when it first came out yeah that scared the poop out of me i have i've only touched it once since and i was like oh Oh, oh no, I remember this. No, never mind. Um, I haven't looked at the bunker. Uh, I've heard that it it's 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 okay. The bunker is okay. It's I I don't know if it's like living up to the expectations that the Dark Descent had, but uh, them deciding to reel in on horror and focusing on other kinds of games that is interesting because. Another developer, which I talked about, I think, in the last episode or the episode before, um, uh, Blooper, 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 Blooper Studio, uh, the ones that are currently working on the 
Silent Hill 2 remake, the makers of The Medium and the Layers of Fears games, also decided that they were going to step back from survival horror. This is an interesting decision. This doesn't mean they're not going to make games anymore. It means that Frictional Games is just going to work on different kinds of games. Um, what exactly they're going to be working on, I don't know. Um, but yeah, the fact that they decided to cut back on horror is a big deal. Because, yeah, I mean, they are good at what they do. So, um, yeah, who knows what they're going to do. The, the world is their freaking oyster. And, uh, yeah, it is all up to them what they feel like they want to make. It is exciting to see. Um, do take into account that that also means that whatever game that they decide to make next, it's going to take a while for it to come out. And um, please be kind when that does get announced and shown and released and whatnot, and like go into it with an open mind and open opinion. Because if you're just going to automatically go like, oh, well, uh, this is not like amnesia. Uh, maybe they should have just stuck to doing horror. Uh, no, that is not chill. Just be open and like look at it from a fresh perspective. It is a new game that they will put out in a different genre that they're not used to. And all you can do is hope for them that they will do the very best that they can and that it works out for them. Because, I mean, you don't want to be, on one hand, if that's what your goal is, you know, you can decide to be pigeonholed into one specific genre, but not everybody wants to be that. Not every developer, not every publisher wants to be known as the dot, dot, dot genre type of developer or publisher. So kudos to them for taking the really scary step of doing other stuff. Yeah. You think it's easy. It is not. It is way more scarier than that. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, lastly, and definitely not least, the one thing that I wanted to talk about before we end this episode is a new report that has come out. Um, this one, of course, about Nintendo. Um, this one has been reported by VGC that uh, the... Uh, the system, the the sequel to Switch, Switch, um, not predecessor, sir. Um, the next system after the Switch is going to come out in the second half of 2024. Now, this does make sense because in the last um, uh, shareholders meeting, uh, President Furukawa from Nintendo did say that they have no new systems to announce in the fiscal year of 2023-2024. And unless he is big fat lying, which then I would assume he would use different wording um, because that's kind of how that worked. Because they said, because they did something similar where they said that they weren't bringing out a new system which was technically true when they released the OLED switch because it wasn't a new system. It was a revision, another revision. Um, so you have to take these with a grain of salt, 
if they see the sequel to Switch as a revision, it is technically not new hardware, but it's a revision. But this has to be the new hardware because uh, also according to VGC, um, Prime developers, Prime partners with Nintendo have received the dev kit. Um, and it is apparently going to have an LCD screen to keep the cost down and allegedly is also using cartridges. Whether this means it's backwards compatible or not, who's to say? We are still, at this point, according to the reportings, a year away from this. I've been thinking about this one, and I have to say, I was kind of hoping that they would pull a 1080 and announce it for it to come out in March, because then it would make 100% sense, because that point, you're going in through the seventh anniversary of the Switch. And it's coming after fiscal year 23-34, which ends March 31st, 2024. That means it would come out somewhere between April and June. April, May, June. Yeah. Uh, April, May. Sorry. Yeah, April, May, June of 2024. If the reporting is to be believed, right? Because they're, of course, if they're ramping up development, that means that they're also ramping up production of the hardware itself. That means that the hardware has been finalized. That also means that uh, they're making sure that there are enough systems to sell. If it's coming out early summer, this is going to be interesting because I don't remember the last time a system came out in summer. The same thing we said about the Switch the last time. We don't remember the last time a system came out in the spring. So if they do release it in the first quarter in the first fiscal quarter of the year 2034-2025, it's gonna be big. And honestly, not a moment too soon, right? Because we're still expecting two games to come out on Switch next year. Luigi's Mansion 2, aka Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon, and the new Princess Peach game, which both are supposed to come out next year. We don't know when next year, but next year. Also, don't forget, we are still owed a Metroid Prime 4, which will probably be a cross-gen title now, which makes sense considering how long the game has been in development and we haven't heard anything since the reboot of the project. So we, at least we have three titles to look forward to with the sequel to Switch. If it's backwards compatibility, it's going to be a different case. But from what they have said in the past, they wanted to keep the ecosystem alive, including through Nintendo, uh, through the Nintendo account, so that your uh, your your purchases allegedly would transfer transfer to whatever future systems. That comes out that Nintendo makes. That would be fantastic. Um, I'm sure that a lot of people have built up a pretty decent uh, eShop library by now on Switch, and they would like to keep that once they move from one system to the next. Only time will tell, I guess, with this. Um, and yeah, outside of that, 
everything is still rumorville man everything is still rumorville take it with a grain of salt um we don't know when it's coming out gonna come out my focus right now when it comes to nintendo super mario wonder super mario rpg maybe warioware as well um right now i'm playing pigment so i'm good and i'm pretty sure a lot of other uh nintendo fans are good are looking forward to the next game that's coming out this year so with that all said um yeah i think that is gonna do it for this week like i said it's gonna be relatively short um because of uh, articles but also because i am not sounding awesome and it's amazing that i was able to last for this long so if you're able to listen to this thank you so much if you're you're watching this thank you so much appreciate you too and as always thank you so much for listening watching game rivals always appreciate it if you spread the word about game rival um we are on youtube as you're looking right now we're also on every available podcasting app we, our home is, of course, on Spotify, but we're also on Apple Podcasts, Google, Pop, Google Podcasts, Overcast, you name it, we're probably there. Um, you can also send feedback. If you have feedback for Game Rivals, yes, please do send it to Game, uh, game Rivals Feedback at gmail.com. If uh, we're also looking for uh, additional hosts, single, plural, whatever, make whatever people are available. Um, Please spread the word. You can give them the email address. You can also give them my Instagram account, which is at Maximilian underscore X. Um, you can also find me on TikTok, which is also at Maximilian, or on YouTube, which is also at Maximilian, and of course on YouTube at Game Rivals. So, with that all out of the way, I just want to say thank you again for listening. Thank you again for watching. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a comment. That all helps for discoverability. Really appreciate it. And that is going to be it for me today. I have been Alos. You'll be Maximilian X. And I'll see all you beautiful rivals next time. Later.